What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Athlete, the podcast. I am your host, Julia, CEO, owner of Resilience Health and Fitness, where we help you build muscle, lose body fat, all while fueling your body without any restrictions. I'm so glad to be back. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. Happy Friday. Hallelujah. We have made it to the end. Um, I have had quite the week adjusting back to uh, Eastern time zone and no longer being in Europe. So it has been quite the change, but I am excited to be back into routine. I keep telling everyone, everyone's like, oh my God, your trip looked fantastic. Don't get me wrong. It was fantastic, but I was just craving just being able to have consistency in my life. Um, waking up, being able to cook eggs like for myself, not having to go out and get food. Um, so it's been so nice to get back into routine. I am still jet lagged. I've been going to bed at like seven every single night. Ryan's like, so what do you want to do? And I'm like, "Mm, go to bed. (laughs) Um, but all is well. So I'm so excited this week, y'all. Um, also wait, before I get back into this, I'm still looking for someone to, like, figure out this jingle thing for me, okay? I need, like, a good intro. So, if all my loyal five listeners listening to this know of how to create a little jingle for me, please let me know, um, because I feel like I want to, like, spice things up at the beginning, right? I also don't know if, like, you have to have, like, certain copyrights to do that. I'm sure you do. Do I know what to do with that? Absolutely not. So, this is where you guys... My loyal, loyal listeners will help me with that. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce this week's topic. So this week I want to talk about fad diets, okay? That yo-yo dieting, that diet where it sounds like such a good thing that's going to happen, almost like a too good to be true, you're going to lose 30 pounds in 10 days type diets, right? So... Basically, what a fad diet is, is a diet that promises quick and dramatic results through restricting something or not eating a well-rounded plate, right? Eating maybe like all of one thing, all carbs or all meat, as opposed to like a well-balanced meal. So I know there's so much controversy of this. There's so many different types of fad diets out there. Um, There's also so many companies out there, which blows my mind. Some people have made millions of dollars on their Arbon. I'm not calling it out, but teaching people, well, let me just back up real quick. The reason why I really want to talk about fat diets is I was actually a culprit of Arbon, right? Not here to like hit on the brand as Arbon because I'm sure they have very clean ingredients and it's good ingredients, but what I'm here to harp on is what they promoted, right? When I was talking to my Arbonne consultant, they were like, Julie, you're going to lose a shit ton of weight. All you need to do is eat these two shakes and one meal a day. Now, I'm like not an expert, but that is not healthy. (laughs) Um, Yes, we want to get our protein up. So protein shakes, big thing that are good to eat in our everyday life right? What's not good is that we are replacing our food that we need to eat and fuel our bodies. And a lot of times food has micronutrients, which we can't get out of a protein powder. 
and we need that in order to survive. So those are like a few things that I would say that just like that's what's wrong with Arbon when they promote that. Now, if you want to go and get their protein powder because you like to make or eat their protein powder or like to make brownies with it, by all means, go for it. But it's not, it's supposed to be a tool. It's like a scale, right? You don't, you don't change your entire life because of a scale. If a scale says a number, you don't change your life, right? You only change your life if, well, I don't know where I was really going with that. My point is you cannot put all your eggs in one basket with a smoothie protein shake cleanse whatever I'm doing a lot of air quotes right now just talking to myself right now so imagine like a bunch of this just being air quotes right I just don't like it because we need to fuel our bodies and we need to eat a lot of calories and if you hear my cat I'm so sorry but you have to be able to fuel your body and we have to be able to fuel our bodies with nutrients that is going to fulfill us, right? We're not going to be filled off of protein shakes, right? There's a reason why. And again, if this works for you, go for it. Noom. It's an app that basically tells you psychology. Are you really hungry or are you just thinking that you're hungry? And a lot of times that kind of stuff will fuck with you. I'm sorry if your kids are around, but... That will literally fuck with your head, right? You're like, oh, am I? And you'll start questioning yourself, right? Same thing for when we have, if we do, only have two shakes a day, right? Your body's not getting what it needs. Okay, I'm off my soapbox about that. (laughs) Um, Y'all know who I get so passionate about these things. And that's why sometimes I go off into these tangents. Because I'm just like, I just want to make sure that I'm spreading correct information out there for you. I don't want you to fall a victim to something that is so avoidable, right? Okay, so let's keep talking about different types of fad diets. I know I just talked about Arbonne could be one. Intermittent fasting, right? This is when you only eat for a window of time. Most of the time, it's like anywhere between four to six hours. Could be less. Um, Again, like if it's Especially if you're a female, that's going to fuck the shit out of your hormones, right? When you wake up in the morning, you don't want to eat until like noon or 2 p.m. Like our bodies need fuel when we wake up, right? We just fasted all night long. Like let's just say, oh my God, y'all, I'm really bad with math. But let's say you go to bed 10 p.m. and you wake up at 6 a.m. That's eight hours where you're not eating. Your body is already fasted in that point. Are there... Are there research out there? Is there research out there that says that intermittent fasting can be good for you? Absolutely. And if it works for you, it works for you. But here is my point about fad diets. They are temporary, right? They can only work till so long. Then your body is run into the ground. So the fact that, yes, you can do a fad diet, But it's not going to last a lifetime. So here's my question to you as you're listening. Would you much rather lose 10 pounds or let's say like 30 pounds? Let's make it dramatic because here I am being dramatic. Do you want to lose 30 pounds in let's say two weeks? Or would you rather learn and crash and maybe possibly bring that weight back up? Or would you... and 
The other thing with intermittent fasting, people tell me, I can eat whatever I want. It doesn't matter if you're eating Doritos between a two-hour window or you're eating Doritos throughout the day. It's not going to kill you, all right? Make sure that we have whole foods in our diet, a balanced plate. That is what's going to make you make you full. That is what's going to nourish your brain. That is what's going to get you results that you need, okay? So we're back up here. Sorry, holding my hand up. 30 pounds, two weeks. May or may not gain it back, kind of crash, have a bad mindset, low energy, right? Okay. Then we say the other, on the other hand, you could have, you have 30 pounds to lose, but let's just say you do it in three months, four months, five months, because that's a lot of, that's a lot to lose, right? But you built sustainable, healthy habits throughout those four to five months of losing that 30 pounds. And now look where you're at. You can take that and run with it for a lifetime. So like, which one would you rather have? You're high energy, you've gotten, you, you, you've set a routine for yourself, you're crushing it in the gym, you're nourishing your body, you're still being able to enjoy yourself and nourish your body and go out and have a few beers and, you know, go and eat a cheat meal, cheeseburger, whatever, hot dog, whatever that cheat meal to you may be, you're still able to go do that with option B, right? But see the difference with that is that you have higher energies. You're getting nutrients from food. You're getting micronutrients. You're getting energy. You're getting your stress levels are down. All of that is can be dictated by your food, right? So when we think of like fad diets, it's a quick, 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 um, quick promise, quick changes, but it's not sustainable. And that's the point I really want to drive home. So, um, I made some notes here, so that's why I'm just looking through them. Um, so why did fad diets get so popular? Like, I think this is also really important. And like, again, this is like with anything, why does anything get popular because of social media right now? Right. There's, some celebrity out there that was like, oh my God, I just ate vegetables for 30 days. You guys know which, which one I'm talking about, right? I ate vegetables for 30 days and I lost a lot of weight. I didn't eat a single carb. I'm so happy. Well, y'all, the carbs, you need carbs for energy, right? You're not going to get energy from your bell peppers, right? Yeah, they vegetables are fantastic for you and I recommend them in every single meal that you eat right but having that as your soul 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 food also I do realize that whole 30 is not just vegetables I do realize that but what my point is is you can't just eat live your life off of vegetables right um there is someone out there, some celebrity, some influencer, whatever, whenever they say something or they say some catchy phrase that's like, you'll even see it with fitness, like fitness coaches, they'll be like, you want to lose 10 pounds and 30, 10, 10 pounds and 10 days. And it's like, oh my God, like, what are we, what, what are we trying to promote here? Right. So that's kind of where it came from. It's a, a societal pressure, right? 
we look at celebrities, okay, whether you do personally or whether you do subconsciously, you look at celebrities, all right? It may not, this may not be your number one idol, but this is just someone, an example. The Kardashians, Oprah, any any reality TV person, right? You, you got Bravo, anyone on there. Um, you know, actors, actresses are constantly changing their bodies to fit a a certain part in a certain movie, right? And I think it's gotten a lot better, but there is a pressure to be like, oh, like we can just do this quick fix, right? Right now, the biggest thing is Ozempic. Everyone's like on to Ozempic because they want to lose weight, because they want to look skinny, because that is what society pick points as healthy. And I think it's really important here to say, if that's not true, like, Everyone's idea of healthy is completely different than yours. Wow. Okay. Everybody's idea of healthy can look different, right? For someone who is someone who is, let's say five two, it's gonna be their their version of healthy is gonna look a lot different from some of them maybe five seven, or someone who lives in the U.S. versus China very different ideas of healthy, right? Now, that being said, there is, in air quotes, healthy, there is one way of health, I should say, because while our diets may be drastically different in different areas of the world or different heights, bodies may look different because of distribution on height, and weight, then there's still that overall overall arching of being healthy, eating a healthy plate, eating a carb, fat, protein, fiber on all meals, right? So that's just what I got to say about that. Um, again, the next thing I want to talk about is the way that you were um, raised. And I'm not here to be anyone's mom or say, oh my God, you were raised wrong. But I think it's a very important conversation. I've even had to kind of navigate this a little bit personally. But I I feel that it is very normal, at least for my age, for parents, aunts, uncles, whoever it may be, family-wise, to come up and say, oh, like you know, you, you look like you put on some weight or, oh, wow, you look, it's always a comment about the weight. And I think that needs to stop here. I know this is about fad diets. I'm going to get right back to that. But I think another reason why we are turning to fad diets, especially during the holiday season is what I see people is because moms and, um, aunts and uncles constantly are talking about weight and that doesn't need to be a conversation, right? You can talk about so many different things other than a person's weight. And I think that because people get around Thanksgiving and Christmas and they're like, oh my God, I have to go see my family, but I don't have time to lose weight. Let me just take this juice cleanse or let me just clear out my system and like, you know, lose a couple of pounds so I look good. And 
I think that's also another reason why we are starting to see more people turn to these fad diets because they are those quick fixes and they're like, oh, I know I can lose, if I follow this plan, I can lose X, Y, Z pounds in, you know, two or three weeks before the holidays with family. So I think that's also another reason why we are seeing um, an increase in fad diets as well. And I'm not here to, look, I just say these things just to say these things, right? Whether it happens in your household or not, that is your decision. I'm just putting out some things that I have noticed and observed um, and people have told me about. So that's what I will say about that. Um, okay, so let's actually dive a little bit more deep into like different types of fad diets that I've heard of, all right? So number one, the low-carb diet. All right, number one um, reason why I would not suggest the low-carb diet Except for someone who has who has talked to a medical doctor and the medical doctor has said, hey, you need to go on a low carb diet because of high blood pressure or because of a medicine that they're on or something like that. In general, for the general population, I do not suggest a low carb diet because you need carbs. Carbs is your number one source of energy. So when you go to work out or just whenever you are in life, your body grabs from carbs first. So if there are no carbs there, it's just going to, it's not even going to take away from your fat. It's going to take away from your muscle. And then from there, it's going to take away, uh, it's going to store what it's, what you're fueling it as, as fat to your body. So instead of using your carbs and fueling your body with carbs, you will then lose or you will almost gain weight. I'm not saying this is for everyone, so don't take this take this as a grain of salt. But you almost would gain weight because you your body doesn't have anything to give energy-wise. And it's like, I don't know when I'm going to get the next energy. So I need to store fat so that I, I can survive the winter almost. Like, right? Kind of think of like a squirrel. I don't know if squirrels hibernate. Whatever. Bears. Okay, bears. Bears eat, eat, eat right? Because in the winter, they don't go out, right? They hibernate. So they try to eat as much food as they possibly can to give it fat, get like get as fat as possible. So then when they're hibernating, they have their fat to keep them alive and to fuel them and give them energy when they need to sleep, right? I don't know if that's actually how it works, but that's just a good analogy that I actually think would be good. So Eat your carbs, eat your bagels, eat your toast, whatever you may eat for that. Um, okay, the next one, um, I guess another low-carb diet is the keto diet, right? Everyone's like, oh, eat low carbs, high, high fat. Again, I think that just kind of goes back to what I was just saying. Like, you need carbs to fuel your body. I Like, it makes me a little bit sad that people have deterred themselves so far away from carbs because they're not scary. Like, they're so good for you, and they're so nutrient-dense, and it makes me sad that people think that carbs are really bad for you. Anyways, um, the other thing to go with that, oh, yes, okay, so the next one, cleanses. You're, oh, I'm going on a cruise, going on a five-day five, um, five juice cleanse. Fuck that. Um, I actually saw a trainer in Charlotte, I won't name names, but a trainer here in Charlotte who reposted his client who said 
blah, blah, blah is getting me right for my juice cleanse. And I was like, and this is like a pretty well-known gym in Charlotte. And I just was like so disappointed because I was like, you as a fitness instructor are really promoting a juice cleanse right now. Okay, now don't get me wrong. If you want to eat a juice and have an avocado toast or with an egg on top, delicious. Go for it. But if your your primary reason to have a juice cleanse is to lose weight, that's so dumb. Number one, it's not sustainable. It's not. Okay, so you lose a couple of pounds. Cool. But you're going to gain it back when you're on vacation. Like, because you're not going to keep up to juice cleanse while you're on vacation. So, dumb. Don't do it. And you starve yourself. Who wants to starve? Like, why would you... Like, there's so many things that also go into it. Like, most of these juice cleanses or most of these fad diets are restricting a certain food group, right? And when when we restrict that certain food group, we fuck up our inside. Sorry, I'm really swearing a lot today. But it's true, we do. We are fucking up our hormones. We're fucking up almost our homeostasis inside of our body because our body is used to eating a well-rounded meal. So when it's given only a certain type of meal, like the carnivore diet where you only eat meat, like that makes no sense whatsoever. Like, why would we only, why would we eliminate other food groups that are good for us? You know? Okay. For quick fixes. We hate it here. Okay. Um, elimination diets. Okay. So let's talk about this. This is gluten-free, dairy-free, other restrictive diets like that, right? Let me be clear. I am a proponent for gluten-free if you feel that it does not sit well with your body. But I also think I encourage you to actually take a look at why your body is reacting to gluten that way, right? There's an array of different things, right? You could be celiac. You could just have gut issues, right? So those are like two things that if you really feel that gluten is just not good for you, well, dig a little deeper. Why isn't it good for you? Why are you blowing up? It could be celiac. I'm I'm not diagnosing anyone. I'm not a doctor. But it could be that you have gut issues. Your body is not digesting it. Okay, but there's no reason to cut it out. We need to figure out why. So that's why I would say about that for dairy-free. I actually, how do I say about this? I actually did do dairy-free for a hot second. And I would say with gluten-free and dairy-free, unless you're a celiac for for gluten-free, you should only like really cut out gluten-free or dairy-free for a little bit and then add it back in. Now, you don't have to add it back in full force, but I would suggest at least adding it back in little by little. At least that would be my suggestion um, for adding back in gluten or dairy. I went dairy-free because I my bowel movements were just not great. So that's another reason. If you are gluten-free or if you're not gluten-free and you feel that whenever you eat gluten, you have bad bowel movements, that's a sign of bad gut health. So that's where you can reach out to someone and ask for help. Um, Okay. Um, What's another one? Anything like... Okay, so I'll actually answer this. So someone more specifically asked about Whole30. Now here... 
is my things about Whole31. I'm a huge proponent of whole, of whole food diets, okay? So I really like us being able to eat unprocessed foods like vegetables, fruits, lean proteins, healthy fats because of the nutrition aspect behind it. It's going to have a lot of micronutrients and a lot more nutrient dense than something that is processed. So in that regards to the Whole30, I'm 110% on board for it, okay? That being said, um, I also think it is a good, po it is a positive for someone who is trying to understand if they have any food sensitivities. All right, so just being able to do Whole30 in general, you'll be able to, see, you could, you know, eliminate, just go straight to Whole Foods, right? And then slowly add in other foods um, that may be a little bit more processed and kind of see if that works with your body. And then you can kind of decide if you want to add it back in full time or not. Um, but again, like back to kind of where I was talking about at the beginning is like, again, this is all just like, it's, it's not long-term sustainable. It's just quick fixes. Um, another positive about Whole30 is that it really focuses on you being able to cook at home because it is, you can't really go to a restaurant and get Whole30. Um, whether you go to like one of those restaurants where it's like Whole30 approved. Like, no. Most of the t if it's coming from a kitchen that's in a restaurant, it's probably not Whole30, uh, to be completely honest. But... I would say um, you're able to really kind of experiment a little bit more with uh, recipes because you are having to cook more at home. Um, and that's great. I mean, like if you have the time to do that and you have time to kind of experiment around with different um, meals and stuff, by all means, go for it. I think it would be, I think that is beneficial. But again, you can also do that without doing the whole 30 and eliminating your entire diet basically. So yeah. Um, and then, I mean, just like, sh again, like short term benefits that whole 30 could do is just like, could really improve your energy levels, which I think if we had the right, right meal plan, you could do that anyways. But, um, people have like reported really high energy levels, better digestion, maybe some clearer skin, but all of this is literally because you're reducing inflammatory foods. Like, it, you're reducing processed inflammatory foods. So even if you primarily ate, like, a Whole30 diet throughout your, through just normal life, and then maybe added in a little bit of processed things, like, you could still pretty much get all these results. And I do tell my clients, like personally, like on a personal level, I really do tell them, I'm like, I want you to eat mainly whole foods. Don't really eat as much processed foods because that's where you really get all of your nutrients um, from. Okay, so why don't I like the <laughs> Whole30 diet? Maybe because of it's a very restrictive nature. So it really is, you know, eliminating entire food groups. Like you're not eating your grains, legumes, dairy, or added sugars, which added sugars are like a hit or miss, you know? Like I really, like if it's adding like 30 grams of sugar, then we should be concerned. But if it's only adding like a few extra grams of sugar, then like whatever. Um... But it's definitely something to keep into consideration. Um, but because you are really taking out and eliminating those entire food groups, like that makes it really difficult to 
have a balanced intake. And, I mean, legumes and grains and dairy, like, that's your fat and your carbs right there. Like, you need that. So, that's one thing I don't like about it. Um, there also is not very a lot, a lot of scientific research on it. I mean, I know there's, like, a, like in terms of, I would say, like, long-term effects. Um, and sustainability. Like, I... I feel like I couldn't tell you one person that I know that's done Whole30 for over, like, a year. Like, it's really, like, you can eat a pretty, like, well-balanced diet and call it a Whole30 with, like, some, like, what, legumes or grains in there. But that's why I'm saying, like, most of these diets are just silly and you can just eat a balanced diet and still be very like close to like the pros of these right the pros of like a whole 30 diet is what you could really do you know you can really eat primarily that and still have a balanced diet so that's kind of again like I guess another reason why I'm just like this is silly like why don't you just eat like a healthy balanced diet um the other thing I would say is because it is such a strict diet, it, it, it lacks sustainability for long term because it makes it challenging to keep up. Then it could also lead to potential yo-yo dieting. All right. So this means that like, okay, let's say you're really strict on whole 30 for six months and then you're like, ah, fuck it. And you go back up for like three or four months. Right. And then you're like, oh, I need to go back to whole 30 because I gained a lot of weight. Right. Or like you're at a good steady pace and then you lost a bunch of weight because of whole 30 and then you're like, Oh yeah, this is great. Let me eat whatever I want. Then you're going to go up in weight and you're like, ah, shit, I got to go back down. Like you shouldn't be going up and down like a wave, right? You should try to stay as consistent as possible through the, through your diet. So if you, if when you go into a whole 30 and you're seeing those dramatic changes, it's probably not a good idea in my opinion. So that's what I would say. I'd also say like, you know, your your lifestyle and social life is going to be a lot different because you are not going to be able to really eat out. You're going to be on a pretty strict diet. You're probably not going to be drinking a lot, which I'm not saying you need to drink to have fun, but these are just things that I think about. So it could be very isolating socially. You may not, you know, continue to have friends. So, well, you probably would still have friends, but social situations are like going out with friends, like going and gathering and you may not be able to eat a lot of those foods if you do that and therefore you could feel very lonely or you could feel you you just don't have enough family time or friend time or whatever all right I'm gonna speed through these last two because I know I'm already at like 30 30 minutes here but the other thing I'd say is like potential nutrient deficiencies right so yes we eating a lot of vegetables and whole foods is going to give us a lot of nutrients but we could potentially be even um, in deficits, even though we're eating good micronutrients, we could still be in deficits because we are cutting out such large food groups. So we could be like uh, deficient of fiber, calcium, B vitamins, which we really need to make sure that we have that in our system to balance all our hormones and, you know, make sure that our energy levels are up and make sure bowel movements are going through. So a lot of that um, pertains to that. The other thing is like, a lot of times, not just with Whole30, but I would just say this with fad diets in general, like people go all in on whatever their fad diet is. Cause they're like, oh, I know if I just stick to this plan for like three or four weeks, like I'll see all the improvements. And it's like, 
this all or nothing. And so then like that can also, once you get out of it, can lead to so much guilt or shame. Like if you get away from the plan or if once you get out of like doing your three or four week or six month plan, you can feel like a lot of guilt in there. So that's what I would say. Um, just like being so perfect onto a plan that you just, it just might become obsessive. And that's like another issue. Like if you become so obsessed with something like that can lead to eating disorders and it can just keep going down the line that way. Anyway, so there's definitely, like, pros and cons of the Whole30. I would definitely say make sure you consult with a doctor um, and also ask yourself why you want to go on it. Is there, like, a medical reason, like, you really want to figure out what these food sensitivities are? If so, I would almost set out a plan for yourself to be like, hey, like, a plan for yourself to, like, be like, okay, I'm going to do this for six months or 12 months or three months, whatever, just to see how my body reacts. But just know that's not a long-term thing, right? Like you can eat a relatively healthy meal. Um, you can eat a well-rounded meal that is very predominant with whole foods. Um, okay. So I guess like the reason why I wanted to talk about fad diets is because I want I want you guys to just, one, be more aware of it, and two, just make sure you think about before you just see something online or you see that some celebrity or something like that um, before you just jump into these because sometimes they could do a lot more harm than actual good. Um, you know, they could lead to eating disorders. They can lead to, um, you know, hormone imbalances. You may not be able to get pregnant if you're a female. A lot of different things like that, PCOS, um, you know, um, you could even get depressed. Your stress levels could go up all because your hormones may be out of unbalanced. You may not get the right vitamins to, you know, give yourself that, um, uh, what am I thinking vitamin D gives you? Energy, happiness, all that. So just be a little bit more mindful um, focus on like gradual realistic goals. If you're looking for weight loss and improve your health, then maybe one, you can always talk to me, but two, really set a plan for yourself and not have, not fall into these diets, right? These are quick fixes. We want long sustainable habits that you can see changes with. Um, so that's what I'm going to say about that. Um, the last thing I was going to say, I got another message someone said about a eggs give you cellulite. And I don't know if that was like a joke or not. And I don't mean to like make it a joke if it really wasn't a joke, but I've never heard of that a day in my life. I probably would never, I've never heard of that. Eggs give you, um, egg whites are very high in protein and very good for like egg scramble. And then um, I would also suggest even that like hard boiled eggs, the yolk of the eggs is a good healthy fat. So that's all I'll say about that. I hope you guys found this useful. I hope you learned a little bit more um, about fad diets and why I don't really believe in them and don't think that they should be around. Um, but yes, if you have any questions, feel free to message me on Instagram, text me if you have my number, whatever it may be. Um, I am going to sign off. I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. 
kill your week next week. I will see you next Friday. Um, if you haven't already, I would love, whether you're listening to this Apple podcast, Spotify, I would love for you to rate um, and review this podcast. Give it five stars. Um, and if you have any suggestions on upcoming topics that you would like to hear, please go ahead, rate them, or you can message me or you can, um, yeah, I guess just message me on Instagram. That's it. Um, but anyways, y'all, I hope you have a great weekend. Stay safe out there and sending you guys lots of good, positive healing vibes.